I'm Audrey Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of the San Francisco Chronicle, and you're listening to Fifth Emission. It seems like our shelter-in-place is lasting forever, but chances are you know some people who are beginning to see family and friends, particularly as counties in California start to loosen restrictions. On June 15th in San Francisco, you'll be able to have a meal at an outdoor restaurant, and some retail rules will loosen as well. To prepare everyone for how to behave as we slowly return to normal, county health officials have released new guidelines, and joining me to discuss them is Dominic Fracasa. Um, Dom, I I have to say I'm beginning to get a lot, con- no, I'm not going to say a little confused, a lot confused about what the rules are, when things are going to start to open. But we're still under a shelter in place, right? I mean, why release guidelines on how to behave when we're supposed to be staying home? Totally. Well, first of all, we are absolutely still in a shelter in place situation. There is no change to the rules that have been in place, you know, basically since mid-March at this point that say, you know, limit your outdoor, you know, interactions with other people as much as possible. Stay amongst your your sort of nuclear family in your house, right? So these guidelines that came out today aren't changes to those rules. They are, they're just that. They're guidelines that are supposed to, in effect, what this is by San Francisco city government is a recognition that people are going to be out and about. We are, you know, about 10 days away now from what is, you know, going to be the first big step toward reopening in San Francisco. So we're talking about things like people, you know, certain quotas of people being able to go and shop indoors and and retail outlets. And we'll be able to uh, dine outdoors uh, starting June 15th. So as we start to think about opening up, the city has come to the, you know, fairly common sense realization that there's not going to be a way that people aren't going to want to go and see their loved ones, see their friends, uh, you know, try to establish normalcy. And the city kind of making that making that first move, sort of opening the door on June 15th to all this other activity a lot of, you know, social interactions are going to follow. So these are guidelines meant to say, like, look, we know you're going to get together. We know you're going to want to hang out with the people that you care about and see them after, you know, so many, you know, many months and weeks away. So here's how we think you should go about doing it. I I know I've seen a lot of very different behavior from, from my friends. Like on, on one side, we have people who um, just refuse to leave their house for anything, any reason, or taking this extremely seriously. And then I would say we have like the middle range people who have um, the the term I've heard used as quarantines of just like families who say we're only going to see each other and keep it among our little team. And then I, I also have friends who are like seeing everybody in the neighborhood in spite of the shelter in place. So what? how are we supposed to act starting June 15th. The most important thing that San Francisco public health officials want you to remember that there is no safer way to go about your business or or interact with people than doing so from your couch. Staying home is still the best way to stop the spread of COVID-19. There's just nothing about that has changed, just to kind of reiterate that. So to the extent that you're not 
you know, you've not gone completely stir crazy at this point and you're able to sort you, you know, maybe you've sort of hit a rhythm. Maybe you've gotten used to this whole, you know, shelter in place business. You should continue to do that as much as possible. So there, there are though, you know, if not, right, if you can't, uh, uh, if going out to a park and staying, you know, distant from relatives and friends isn't really in the cards for you, there are a couple of things that you need to remember off the bat. The first thing that you need to do, if you are a person who is, you know, 60 years of age and older and or has underlying chronic health conditions, you know, especially lung disease or diseases like diabetes, you should not be, uh, uh, you really need to think twice about going out. You are, you know, uh, if you're interacting with these people or you are one of these folks yourself, you are at the highest risk of becoming seriously ill and possibly dying because of COVID-19. I mean, that nothing about that has changed either. So really make that a top line consideration. The rest of it really has to do with planning how your interaction with friends and family is going to go. Um, outdoor activities are still the safest way to do it. They afford, of course, the most distance that you can keep between people, and they just sort of are overall uh, uh, the safest way to go about interacting with everyone. It's it's one reason why health officials are you know extremely cautiously optimistic that all of the protests and rallies and demonstrations that have happened in the last couple of days are not going to be catastrophic for, you know, spreading or, or sort of a, a renewed surge of COVID-19 cases because they're, they're happening outdoors, right? And that allows for the droplets that carry or can carry the novel coronavirus to, to dilute uh, is the word that health officials use with me. So stay six feet apart, wear a face covering the whole time if you can, or just kind of move it around, you know, around your fork. Uh, while you're eating, if you have to have a dinner date with other people, uh, that'll make for, you know, some weird dinner party attire. But, you know, bring your mask with you uh, on these outings. That's another major recommendation. Nothing about the face mask rules have changed either. Um, speaking of forks, uh, you should definitely not, uh, Audrey, be sharing any utensils with anybody else. Uh, this is kind of a rule I didn't that do room, that before. <laughs> that's, you're in great shape then. You're ahead, you're ahead of the game then. Uh, this sort of struck me as a rule that you might see sort of lacquered to the, to the, you know, next to a blackboard uh, in a kindergarten classroom, but that's fine. You know, don't, 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 don't let your guard down too much. Don't start, you know, using or taking a bite of someone's food. You just kind of keep that separate, you know, just, just think about, think about your own little bubble, you know, even when you're around other people and try to, try to adhere to that as best you can. Um, you should, <laughs> this was a funny one to me, you should avoid singing, chanting, or shouting per San Francisco's public health department. So, you know, loud karaoke, probably not the safest event to get into uh, uh, as we start to reopen this, uh, reopen society. Um, if you've got little kids, um, they should really not yet be sharing any kind of, you know, a, a, a pl a toys or equipment like bats or balls or objects that they would kind of pass ba back and forth. And, you know, if you're still uh, hanging on to disinfectant wipes or buying those every time you go to the grocery store or supply store, keep those on, keep those on you and, and, and keep using them. Um, really, that's that's what San Francisco has come out with. They're, they're, they're again saying, we know you're going to get together, but don't forget we're in a pandemic and, and just make sure that you are, you know, following the, the basic rules, the most top line important rules that you've been adhering to this whole time. So what about school? I mean, are, are, did did anything about schools get mentioned in these guidelines? No, there's nothing that relates to how, you know, schools are going to treat this kind of thing. I think that's being handled really, um, especially at the state level, as a kind of discrete sort of separate um 
a separate policy area around reopening. Um, and, and so this doesn't really affect schools at all. I think it's safer to think about these guidelines in the much nearer term. Again, as we get into Ju- June, July, August, months where school would you know be out anyway, uh, and, and again, just meant to guide the safe interactions as, as San Francisco starts to open up in those months. I want to take a break, but we're going to come back and talk about how San Francisco's guidelines differ in some ways from the state guidelines. We'll be right back after this. Dominic, before we went to break, we were talking about the new guidelines that San Francisco has issued. The state on Friday came out with um, some guidance that says on June 12th, we um, if counties meet certain guidelines, they can start reopening museums and hotels and gyms. God knows I need to go to the gym after the <laughs> shelter in place. And, and that's all if the counties meet the criteria. So that's June 12th. The opening of San Francisco starts like the 15th. How how are these state rules jibing with what San Francisco and I, I guess other Bay Area counties are doing? Are they in lockstep? Or I think a lot of people are confused by all these dates that are being thrown out there. Yeah, I think the the sort of uh, the separation between what the state is prescribing and what is being prescribed in each county is a source of major confusion. The best thing to do is always to check with your local health department. Uh, uh, we, you know, the Chronicle has been, I think, really, really diligent in chronicling these things as they've come out. So we're trying to put together the most straightforward information that we can to give people, you know, really just a, a utility, you know, a sense of like what is happening where you live in each of your Bay Area counties. But this stuff is changing uh, almost day to day. So San Francisco's guidelines are, as you said, uh, especially its dates for reopening, it's it's more restrictive. You know, it's going slower than what the state has prescribed. If you look at some places like uh, Sonoma County, for example, you know, they, you know, relaxed restrictions, saw a surge in cases and kind of had to back away from reopening too quickly. And, you know, health, health officials across really the country are saying that's going to be, that's something that we're going to have to contend with. There, there are essentially going to have to be putting out little pockets of, of infections as they come up. And that's going to be, unfortunately, very likely the norm as we you know, start to uh, look at places that have done a good job of flattening the curve in the most stringent uh, uh, times of sheltering in place. But as we try to reopen, it's just inevitable that you know, we're going to get more cases popping up. So you know, as the rule of thumb in California, for sure, is the more restrictive set of rules are the ones that are going to be in place in, in, in your region. So in San Francisco, for example, we're going to, you know, revisit, um, as I said before, um, in-store shopping uh, to a certain extent and outdoor dining and, you know, sports will be able to resume without spectators. But, you know, that that's going to govern San Francisco. California wants to move a little bit faster on the whole, but the tougher rules are the ones that are going to be in place where you live. So to the extent that you can keep track of that, you know, keep in touch with the Chronicles reporting, ask a reporter what's going on, ask for clarification on social media or send us an email and we'll try to get that information to you. But it's um, it's really no uh, fault of anyone to be confused here because you've got a lot, a lot of people who are trying to row generally in the same direction. They're just kind of choosing different times of when to put their oars in the water. Oh, that's a good metaphor. We also have on sfchronicle.com, I believe the only one I've seen in the entire state, um, a tracker of what's open where, which is super useful. Uh, it's at the top of our homepage. It's sfchronicle.com. 
We also know that uh, starting very soon on Friday, it was announced that Contra, Co- Contra Costa County is going to be reopening pools, parks. Uh, you could go to church if it's outside. They're also going to open outdoor dining. Sonoma says that they're going to reopen restaurants, wine, wineries, and hair salons. Um, and the state also announced that they're going to be distrib- distributing 47,000 no-touch thermometers, $2.4 million face shields for every teacher, and 14 million cloth face coverings to protect staff and students for when schools eventually come up. So it does seem like we're starting to get um, a lot of specific directions from other counties and the state about what what our late summer, early fall may start to look like. What's the next announcement you expect out of San Francisco? So I have heard uh, some uh, uh, some rumblings that in the near future, all of this, all of this, and I think it's going to be true statewide, of course, that all of this is contingent on, you know, cases staying low, right? If we have a spike, health officers, you know, across, you know, the Bay Area certainly have made no secret of the fact that they will pull back, you know, pull back these, these lifting of restrictions. They'll put the lid on it, you know, really quickly if we do see a surge in cases. Um, so I, I think, you know, in San Francisco, the next major date that we know about, uh, and we've talked about June 15th, that's the first, you know, kind of big step in the, in the, in the exit out of uh, shelter in place. July 13th is the next big one after that. Um, that is when we may see uh, dine in, dining in in restaurants. We may end up seeing that a little bit quicker. There are some rumblings that it could uh, actually go a little bit faster than anticipated. Again, if we continue to see good numbers and if people, you know, continue to follow these rules, whether they're, you know, meeting up in, in person with, for dinner parties or, you know, washing their hands as soon as they get home from shopping, you know, as they've been doing. So if we continue with these good practices, health officers are, are very cautiously optimistic that that um, basically in the middle of every month, at least in San Francisco, that is when uh, the next the, the city looks to take the next step uh, now through August. Um, after August, things get really fuzzy, right? Health officials have made no secret of the fact that they can't really plan all that far in advance. They're, you know, scouring these numbers every single day to see kind of where we're at and how hospitals are doing. So we're all going to have to take this day by day. But I think you put it, I think you put it just right, that we know kind of how, you know, the the rest of the summer is is going to look. And, and people should, people should take hope, you know, they should keep doing what they've been doing, you know, keep, you know, uh, keep safe, keep apart from people who aren't in your household and just use common sense or at least the the new common sense that we've all kind of been imbued with since sheltering in place. Yeah, I think it's it's really interesting if you go to our coronavirus tracker, what we have right there says that San Francisco has had 347 new cases in the past two weeks as of Friday. And that's about 39 new cases per 100,000 people. And just across the bay in Marin County, where, you know, you wouldn't think that this is a hotbed, they have twice as many new cases per 100,000 people. So just because you don't live in a crowded city doesn't necessarily mean that the infection rate is not, um, is, is not bigger than it is in San Francisco. And, and I think that to me that and, and keep in mind, you know, it, it, travel eventually will start to get going again. I mean, there's no real, 
date that I'm aware of for when it's going to be quote unquote safe to start doing that again. But I think back to this bromide that I hear time and time again, and I I think it's an important one, but we've got to make it, you know, meaningful. And that is, you know, we're all in this together. I mean, that, that's a nice thing to, to think about. And we see it on television. Every other advertisement is, you know, you know, we're all in this together. Make sure you buy a Lexus. You know what I mean? There's, there's that, you know, on, on constantly around our media. But what that means is like, if, if, you know, a person from the middle of Wyoming has coronavirus, travels to your hometown, and you end up picking it up. I don't want people to be paranoid, but that's what we're talking about. We are talking about, you know, vigilance and, and, you know, uh, a, a sense of purpose here around actually getting these cases, you know, way, way down, you know, eventually to the point where we get a vaccine and we know that there's uh, a lot to look forward to there. We know that that is going to be kind of the holy grail here and us getting back to normalcy. But when we say we're all in this together, you like that, that really does mean something. We, we need to be, you know, looking after each other and staying on each other. Now, that doesn't mean calling the police on somebody who's not wearing a mask per se. But, uh, you know, I think that that's kind of what resonates with me, at least, as I as I think about, you know, the, the state and the Bay Area starting to creep back toward, you know, towards something resembling no- normal. I think we all want to get to that place. Dom, thank you for joining me today. Thanks so much. I'd like to thank Dominic Fracasa for being on today. Thank you to Karen Creighton for producing this episode. And thank you for listening. Fifth Admission is a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. If you like this podcast, please consider becoming a financial supporter of the largest newsroom in Northern California. You can sign up for a San Francisco Chronicle membership at sfchronicle.com slash pod.